Welcome uh, to episode 202 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It is uh, it is Saturday, people. Uh, Saturday, the 10th of April, 2000, 2021. And um, um, really, what's what's been going on? Um, this is a wash. The news is a wash with this, by the way, and and uh, quite rightly so. Basically, um, uh, this is my reflections on this. Yesterday, um, our uh, our fearless leader, well, not fe- really fearless leader, but um, uh, the Queen's fucking um, shag piece. <laughs> is that right? Is that too disrespectful to say that? Um, uh, Prince Philip uh, died yesterday, um, which obviously um, uh, all the newspapers and everything are full of it and will be full of it, uh, particularly in this country. I don't know how this news is spreading around the world, but obviously because it's the Queen's husband, um, he, uh, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's all over the news and shit like that at the minute. Um, he was quite old, though, weren't he, to be honest? Um, how old was he in the end? Ninety nine, something like that. Was he? Um, uh, let's let's just Google that. I have. I. Um, it's a bit. It's a bit of a weird one, really, because um, I'm not essentially a monarchist. Um, you know, I I am. You know, uh, it's 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 a fucking dodgy, dodgy, dodgy fucking ground to stand on being an Englishman. <laughs> Particularly, you know, in the light of uh, um, uh, what's happened in history and stuff like that. I fucking love this country. I love it. Uh, I love the freedoms um, uh, that we are afforded. The fact that, um, you know, our everyday life is not consumed by looking for water or um, dodging bullets or, you know, having to up sticks and move every five minutes because there's some sort of new rebel army that's taken over the country or anything like that. Um, I'm not a man, massive sort of like monarchist or, or whatever. Um, uh, you know, like, um, obviously you go round and have a look around Buckingham Palace and shit like that. Um, I've done that. And um, it was a thoroughly enjoyable experience seeing how privileged people live and then you come back to your own house and go, ah, I'd, I'd fucking love one of them uh, a gold-plated carriage. But um, but but there you go. Uh, let's have a bit of coffee before we start this. We're on coffee today, by the way, people. I need a, I need a bit of a boost, I feel. Um, there we go. Um, yeah, so Prince Philip died yesterday. Um... Uh, we still haven't managed to. I'm gonna have to Google how old he was. Sorry about this. 99, yeah. So he's 99 years old. Um, died yesterday. No massive shock. Towards the end, he was he was starting to let it slide a bit. When he, um, very much so at the end, I thought he he looked very much like um the Emperor, um from uh, Star Wars. <laughs> he just got got to look more and more fucking evil. But everything's coming out in the press about what, you know, this is what happens um, within the British press with, um, you know, some somebody of his celebrity status and his uh, sort of like uh, status within the country. They'll fucking slag them off when they're alive and then like when they die, 
everything's awash with you know um how great they were and how great they great things they did and things you know i'd do a lot more for charities and shit like that if i you know if i looked at my bank account and went okay i'm never gonna have to work again uh what shall i do oh i know i'll go around visiting people and shit like that and set up my own you know i never did that by the way i never did the duke of edinburgh award thing it was always the fucking geeks at school (laughs) it was always the geeks at school who did that People who uh, didn't really fancy uh, uh, going in the football team or stuff like that, and then they, you know, you need uh, you you need uh, some sort of achievement to show that <laughs> you exist as a teenager. Hey, are you a lonely teenager? We have just got the right thing for you, baby. Um, the Duke of Edinburgh Awards. Learn how to abseil whilst forgetting about the bullying you have at school. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was all of that. Um, there was a few funny bits that come out about it. Um, obviously, it's quite a big thing in this country, um, our royal family and that, um, you know, um, been going on for generations and, uh, and shit like that. And uh, they just seem to sort of like, you know, they seem to multiply. That. <laughs> I always find it weird when sort of like you have like you have the William and Harry thing. Where obviously um, uh, they always have a backup, don't they? So Harry's the backup if something horrendous happened to William, and then he slots into that slot. But he seems to be going the other way a little bit. But um, I always find it weird how you know those two are brought up together. They're both princes. One's going to be king. One's not. And then they start having kids, and then you just see the lineage just diminish. You know, their kids and then their grandkids and that sort of thing become, you know, just they were so close to being. At one point, the lineage in their family was so close to being um, like king or queen. And then suddenly they become, you know, just a guy sitting on, you know, generation, couple of generations down the road. They're just like a guy went to eat and who blew all his money, who's now sitting on a park bench, you know, quoting fucking Chaucer. (laughs) Um, I always find that interesting when you see like uh, um, uh, how distant people were and how how their line um, could have got like in charge at one point. Um, But anyway, uh, there's um, there's some quite interesting bits that come out in the press, actually, some quite funny bits, um, because notoriously he was they're calling them gaffes now. That's what they're calling them. Prince Philip's gaffes. Oh, he was a he was a lark when he like he come out with some. Oh, he made a few naughty gaffes, did he? <laughs> or was he just massively fucking racist? Um, I, I'm going for the latter there on some of the bits. Um, I remember one of the things that that came out was like he was um, he was in um, uh, in Scotland and uh, he was at a driving centre or something like that and said, how do you keep the locals off the source long enough to teach them how to drive? <laughs> I mean, fucking hell, man. You've got to be a certain level, haven't you? So detached, so posh and just so detached from normal people that you come out with that shit. Um, there's some here. I pulled some out of the paper, actually. 
Uh, let's have a bit of coffee before we start this bit. There we go. I'm still on the lattes, man. Fucking loving it. Um, yeah. Um, here, here's one for the ladies uh, that it came out with. British women can't cook. Uh, this was said to the Scottish Women's Institute in 1961. <laughs> All British women out there. It's a pleasure to be in the country that isn't ruled by its people, uh, to Paraguay's then dictator, General Strossner, <laughs> in 1963. Oh, fucking hell. He seems to have had a period in the 60s when he uh, <laughs> he needed to be put on a fucking leash. Um, here it is. Here's the Scottish one. How do you keep the natives off the booze long enough to pass the test to a Scots driving instructor in 1995? I mean, he was staying... <laughs> Um, I don't know what you mean by that. Uh, years ago, everybody's working too much. Now, everybody's complaining they're unemployed. Uh, people don't seem to make up their minds what they want. Uh, that was in the uh, 1981 recession. <laughs> I'm all right, Jack. Why hasn't everybody got servants like me? Uh, it looks like the kind of thing my daughter would bring from art lessons. Uh, that was on Ethiopian art in 1965. <laughs> oh, this is fucking amazing. I love it. He's just travelled around the world insulting people. <laughs> what a better thing to do than that. Um, Jesus. Uh, some of these are fucking cracking, though. Um, let's have a look. Um, uh uh, I'd like to go to Russia very much, although the bastards murdered half of my family. I <laughs> <laughs> said that in 1967. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because half of your family's probably fucking German. Um, Jesus. Um, what do you uh, gargle with pebbles? Uh, he said that to Tom Jones. Um, we go into uh, the rednecks year. I shall have to give up polo. That's what he said in 1960. <laughs> I mean, every, everybody's got to make sacrifices, haven't they? Uh, you're just a silly little Whitehall twit. Um, that's to a civil servant, not to Jack Whitehall. Um, it looks like a tarts bedroom, he said, to the Duke of York's house in 1986. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who's that young girl who's hanging around? Oh, uh, dear. Um, yeah, so uh, what others have we got? Uh, Princess Anne kidnapped. Um, if he had succeeded, she would have given him a hell of a time. That was on uh, Princess Anne's kidnap attempt in 1974. Uh, we don't come here for our health. He said that about Canada. Um, ghastly is the description of Beijing during his 1986... <laughs> is it? <laughs> um, what do you think of that? Uh, our, uh, what do you think of Beijing now you're here? It's fucking ghastly. It's horrible. Uh, I never see see home cooking. All I get is fancy stuff. He said that in 1987. I thought it was against the law for a woman to solicit. Uh, he said that to a female solicitor in 1987. <laughs> oh, you're a solicitor. Stroke prostitute. There you go. Uh uh, look, these are fucking cracking. Oh no, I might, uh, uh, might catch some ghastly disease when asked to stroke a koala in Australia. 
and you can't have been here long, you haven't got a pot belly to a tourist in Budapest in 1993. Oh, fuck me. Uh, people say after a fire, it's water damage that's the worst. We're still drying out Windsor Castle to uh, a Lockerbie resident in 19... 19- Oh, I mean, fucking hell. Um, yeah, Lockerbie was uh, the uh, village that was completely destroyed when the uh, plane exploded over it, weren't it? The Lockerbie bombing. And uh, fucking hell. Uh, Jesus. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a certain amount. I know. I know all white people, guys. Hey, guys. I know I'm a white guy. I know I've got privilege, but there's privilege and there's fucking privilege, isn't there? You know what I mean? That That's a, that's a fucking another level, you know. It's another level of detachment from... It's Illuminati shit, isn't it? When they're at that sort of, you know, level, trying to go around. And I, I know it couldn't have been an easy job. I wouldn't want to sit there and, you know... Every single country you go to, you got to watch the local dance and you got to speak to people. It's it's one of the many reasons I haven't married into the royal family. <laughs> I mean, it must have been tedious. I mean, sometimes you look at those statements and you just think he must have been doing that just to fuck with people. They must do that. They can't, you know. You'd go insane, wouldn't you? If you sit in there for two, three hours at a time at every, you know, every native dance kind of looks the same, doesn't it? I know, you know, I know all uh, all uh, nationalities are different, but when it comes to dancing and shit like that, you can only fling a sword or a spear around so much, can't you? There's only so many actions you can do. You know, you get to a certain stage and you're just like, oh, God, this is exactly like Fiji. This is Fiji all over again. They're dancing. I know you've got, I know. I know it's some sort of a war dance and that, but we damn well kicked your ass and stole your country. I bet he's still got those little thoughts in the back of his head. (laughs) I mean, what do you expect, though? He's fucking old. He was born in 1921. You know, you can't expect him to be the most liberal sort of like, you know, laid back sort of, you know, guy. And it must it must get tedious doing that. But, you know, you you have that payoff, don't you? By the fact that, oh, God, I, I bet he looked at it like that. Like we we look at a Monday morning going into work a Sunday night. Oh, fucking hell, man. I've got a fly to I've got to fly to the Fortland Isles and speak to people over there. That's what. How we all feel on a fucking Sunday evening when you're looking at your clock going, well, if I stay up and watch another episode of this at 11, that gives me, what, six hours sleep? Six hours sleep is the same as five hours sleep. I could probably uh, probably watch two episodes now. And then the next minute it's two o'clock in the morning and you're like, oh, fucking hell, I've got four hours to go um, until I've got to get up. Uh, let's have a bit more coffee. So Prince Philip's dead. Uh, that's the crux of the situation. Um, uh, a businessman, Atul Patel. Uh, this is one. Uh, here we go. 
to a businessman at all patella an indian reception 2009 there's a lot of your family in tonight <laughs> i mean what the fuck do you say to that <coughs> we're not actually all related here um oh well, you know i thought like um just because of your general complexion uh jesus on a visit to Canada in 1969. This is fucking great. This is what I'm on about. The sort of, you know, not putting in 100% effort like the rest of us do. Uh, on a visit to Canada in 1969, I declare this thing open. Uh, whatever it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. 1986 to a Britain uh, in China. I mean, how can you not? How can you not think? Eh, did nobody pull him to the side and just go, mm, I'm not sure, too sure about this coming. If you, uh, to a British person in China in 1986, if you stay here much longer, you'll go home with slitty eyes. I mean, fuck's sake. I mean, fucking hell, that's just, that's, it's just another level of, like, fucking wrongness in that, you know, he's just got no, why would you, A, why would you think that B, you know, there's a certain amount of privilege for thinking that in the first place. But, you know, it's a whole nother level up there that most of us will never encounter in our lives of privilege where you actually say that to somebody. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. Ah, oh, dear. So uh, that's the main thing that's been going on. Uh, within this country, and obviously it's all over the press and shit like that. Um, obviously, the press did publish some bits there that I had to, um, I had to say. But fuck me, yeah, Jesus. Um, ah, I mean, some of these bits, you know, on the Jubilee visit in two thousand and twelve. Uh, I would get arrested if, if I unzipped that dress <laughs> to a woman. Uh, Jesus, fuck me. Um, that was 2012, that. Not that long ago. <laughs> Still doing it. Just, yeah. I'll just say what I like. Fuck it. I'll just, you know. that the, the entire thing where it's not even in his brain to not say that. I mean, I I know he's meeting thousands of people a year, um, and it must get fucking tedious and boring. But um, I don't know. Uh, it just made me laugh some of those bits, man. Just uh, just it's uh, just how it's just so detached from you know the reality of people's lives in this country. The whole royal family is, you know what I mean. But they don't. They try to ingratiate themselves don't they with the public and things like that it's like a posh kid going to a rough school and you know trying to talk you know street in it they're essentially like michelle pfeiffer um in uh, dangerous minds <laughs> oh jesus ah oh, fuck me but um, there you go. Anyway, uh, it just made me laugh some of those bits. Bit more coffee la there. Let's finish it off. Anyway, there was also another death this week as well. I know. Sorry to um, 
do this, but this was um, it was a bit of a shame, really. Like um, uh, Nikki Graham, who was uh, one of the, she was sort of like one of the first Big Brother. I think she was um, either on the first Big Brother. Um, I'm sure she was. Um, I remember her anyway. Nikki Graham, Big Brother. I'm sure Big Brother series. What series was she on? It was two, uh, Big Brother Canada. Four, no, she was on um, seventh series of Big Brother. Okay, so it must have been like when Big Brother was still. I thought it was the first series. When was the first series of that? That's when that uh, Scouse guy, Craig. Hey, Craig. Craig. Uh, won it, didn't they, with uh, Nasty Nick. Um, uh, where somebody actually, um, somebody who had the forethought that nasty Nick to play games like it was a game, and then they um exposed him like it was like the worst thing that's ever been done in the history of television, wasn't it? Um, so when was the first series of of Big Brother? Was it two thousand? Big Brother. Uh, counted forty thousand people after thirty-four days. Oh God, Jesus Christ! Why can't they just fucking give you the information? You know, there's. No- <laughs> I'm looking at the internet, getting annoyed with it. Going, there's not enough information on here. Um, Big Brother player members after uh, Big Brother. Oh yeah, yeah. First series of Big Brother, two thousand. What's that? Twenty-one years ago. Um, Jesus, man, doesn't seem like that. Anyway, um, yeah, he was the first person to see it as a fucking game, weren't he? All of these celebrity fucking, you know, and now they're promoting shit like this with like um the circle and and things like that, aren't they? Where people pretend to be other people, um, you know, and play them off against each other. And he was the first one to see it. But anyway, Nikki Graham was on the uh, seventh series. I so, you sort of remember her because she was kind of like she was like a little brat sort of character, but she was always or it seemed quite vulnerable as well. She reminded me of like the Queen out of um, out of Blackadder. Um. Uh, queenie out of there she was sort of like childish but also like aggressive and bratty and and stuff like that but um she she um she's died um it, her death has been confirmed as anorexia but um it was at a height it was sort of like the height of the big brother thing um seven series in it was going well you know everybody who was on big brother at that point became quite famous afterwards it was like the Andy Warhol sort of like famous for 15 minutes sort of thing and um she seemed to become like a real victim of that um of that fame you know what I mean she although she was a little bit bratty and stuff like that she always seemed quite vulnerable and um uh she she became like I don't know like uh she always seemed like the first sort of like of that big brother ilk like a real victim of that um of that fame and the press and you know being 
you know, they, that's the, the whole thing about these things, like the whole thing that happened with that nasty Nick and that. These people were normal people shot into the spotlight on this program. Yes, they went for it. But then they were just like hounded and hounded by the press afterwards. Um, and she seemed to be like one of the people who they really delved into a fucking background and a life and that sort of thing. And it's a bit of a shame, really, because um, obviously she's um, she had a few uh, mental health issues um, that were um, uh, exacerbated by that. But like she's only 38 years old, you know what I mean? Um um, and obviously developed eating disorders and shit like that as well. But um, it's always the same with that. They seem to, any of those people who are in Big Brother, the only one who has really sustained a career, I think, from that um, is, I know that Craig guy does the DIY bits. There's probably other people over the years, but there was the Jade Goody thing as well, weren't there? Where she became sort of like, um massive until she died or whatever of cancer but um they seem to sort of like gather everybody up don't they and go right we're gonna make you into a caricature of what you really are and you can be this caricature for a bit and then suddenly they just get dropped after about six months nobody ever heard of them they've been pursued and hassled for like six months after coming out of big brother and then suddenly they get dropped and See you later, time. Oh, you're not making us any more money anymore. See you later. <laughs> Fucking brutal, isn't it? Andy Warhol never said that, did he? You're going to be famous for 15 minutes, but after that 15 minutes, you're going to be dropped and uh, left in a desert of loneliness. Anyway, enjoy it while you can. Never screen print. Start up the screen prints. <laughs> We're going to do 25 fucking Marilyn's this time. Are you sure? Like, how different is that from the others? I'm going to use green. Yeah, so... uh, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, What are we on? 26 minutes. (coughs) Let's try and not have this episode 202 as a fucking death episode just reeling off like an obituary of people. The point I was trying to make about that was like how how celebrity status is really actually quite, you know, quite brittle at times. Um, here we go. We found um, there's a lost golden city been found. This is an interesting thing from Egypt. Uh, there's been a discovery of a 3,000-year-old city that was lost to the sands of Egypt, and it's been held as one of the most important ar- archaeological finds since Tutankhamun's tomb. Here we go, people. More riches. Uh, It's the largest ancient city known as Aten ever uncovered in Egypt. Um, It's not, though, is it? These things never are, are they? You think, holy shit, they've uncovered like a fucking city in Egypt. This would be amazing. I want to go and visit. It's just some fucking walls, isn't it? It's just walls. It's just old walls, isn't it? You want to see the rich stuff. You know what I mean? You want to see all that Tutankhamun shit, didn't you? Like gold and all that sort of thing. But usually, that's the whole thing about trekking up to see Machu Picchu. I know, like, everyone's like, oh, my God, it is one of the seven wonders of the world. It is amazing up there. It's just some stones and that, isn't it? It's just an old city. It's like Stonehenge, isn't it? 
like I've driven past. You can drive past Stonehenge. I've driven down past Stonehenge. Oh my god, it is like so one of the wonders of the world. It's just some fucking big rocks on each other, isn't it? People with beards hanging around it every now and again. When the <laughs> when you have a when you have a long day or a short day, people with beards fucking love it. Um. Yeah, so uh, the city continued to be used by pharaohs uh, and Tutankhamun, whose nearly intact tomb was discovered in the Valley of the Kings by British archaeologist Howard Carter in 1922. We fucking know that. Um, yeah, and then that, yeah, it's just like... It just looks like snaking walls going round, doesn't it? Like, about, like... Nothing ever survives, does it, really? It's just walls. Oh, my God. We found another fucking wall. That would be the disappointing thing about being an archaeologist, I think. You know what I mean? I mean, you look at it. You look at films like Indiana Jones and shit like that, and you go, that, oh, that sounds amazing. I want to fucking get, you know. All, every single archaeologist in the back of their head, you know for a fucking fact, thinks they're Indiana Jones. Somewhere in the back of their cupboard, they've got a whip and one of those fucking, you know. Is it a trilby he wears? I don't think it is a trilby, is it? Um, Indiana Jones hats. Is it a trilby? Fedora. In it, Fedora. Fedora, Fedora. <laughs> they wear a fucking tennis player on their head. Um, yeah, Fedora. Um, you know for a fucking fact, every one of those has got that little thought in the back of their head. That, um... They're going to be like Indiana Jones. Fucking hell, man. Like, they're doing cardio and shit like that. Practicing, swinging on ropes over little ravines and stuff like that. Getting to learn their fucking, you know. Just getting to learn, like, their ancient languages so they can go across, you know. Choose the correct stones to stand on that don't collapse in that. And then, like, day one out of university, they're there. They've got their bull whip, you know, tucked away at the back of their suitcase and that. Hey, man, uh, what am I going to be doing then? What are we, what treasures are we going to be discovering? There's a fucking dustpan and brush. And uh, just go around sweeping up. Are we not? Are we not? Are we not looking for treasure and stuff like that? Y- your job is to sweep that wall. <laughs> That's your job. And you're going to do that for 40 fucking years. And occasionally you're going to find like a little badge made by some Romans. <laughs> and they never told this as this about university. Yeah, I know. They never told me either. Now get sweeping. <laughs> ah, dear. Anyway, it looks exciting. Looks exciting. That's a, It's meant to be a big find. But, you know, I think the press build it up a little bit too much, don't they, sometimes? Uh, there we go. So this episode has been two dead people and a fucking useless find in Egypt. What better podcasting do you need than that, people? Um, that is episode two hundred and two of the Ben Briggs podcast. If you want to contact me at all, it is just podcast at benbriggs.co.uk. Have a good rest of your weekend, motherfuckers. I shall speak to you on Tuesday. Take care. <laughs>